You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome along to Series 2 of the Piston Podcast. This is very exciting. Series 2 hopefully, fingers crossed, is going to be the best series of the Piston Podcast yet, out of the one there has already been. Anyway, if you're new to the Piston Podcast, welcome along. After all, this is the best, quote by me, motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast. So welcome along, I hope you'll stay. If 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 you've listened to the Piston Podcast before, then welcome back. Series 2 hopefully, will be fantastic. So I do hope you'll stick around even more. Um, And yeah, don't know what's going to happen. All I know is it's going to be great. Isn't that right? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been about three or four weeks, I think, since I hung up the microphone for Series 1. But I did say Series 2 would happen, and here I am now, sitting in my bedroom, my home, lockdown studio, on the 6th of September, 2020, recording Episode 1. How exciting is this? I've been looking forward to this for weeks because I've been away on holiday and I've been like, I just want to get home and get cracking with the podcast. It's like one of my main focuses at the moment. I've got so much to talk about, so please stick around for the next half hour or so. Well, I'll be rambling about all of the best motoring topics from car reviews to top 10 lists. My Way or Highway is back and obviously some piston discussion. I have a lot, a lot to discuss this week. So, this is probably going to be one of the best podcasts for conversation. If you do want to engage, then you can. You can tweet me or Instagram me, whatever you want to do, at DanielCarzo5. And you can get uh, in touch. Uh, you could even be on the podcast if you wanted to. Email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com with a bit about yourself, why you'd like to be on the podcast. And 99% sure you will be on the podcast. I know a lot of people have been getting in contact for episode two of the first series I have a guest lined up. And for episode 3 so far, so you could be on episode 4 or 5. Who knows? Get in contact and I'm sure we can make it happen. Anyway, I think we should kick off series 2 with some interesting motoring news. This is everything that's been going on in the motor and motoring industry since we last um, left off. You know, left each other and all of the listeners went listening to other podcasts and I went and listened to other podcasts and the Piston podcast just wasn't really a thing. But it is back. And it's going to be magnificent. I'll tell you that now. So, welcome along. Thank you for listening. So, the first piece of motoring news is there is a new devilish Porsche Cayman GT4 RS. Now, that is some good news. That's good news to kick off the series. Because I am a massive fan of the Cayman. I drove one a few um, few years back now. Jeez. About a year or two ago. And I was really impressed. Really impressed. I prefer driving a Cayman to I did driving a Lamborghini Huracan. So... Yeah, the Cayman is fantastic, so I can only imagine the GT4 RS is going to be pretty sublime, if I'm honest. So, well done to Porsche. Toyota releases a punchy Ago JBL edition. I'm a huge fan of the Ago, as with all small Toyota cars. So, apparently a spare wheel has been replaced with an enormous subwoofer or subwoofer to create the best-sounding car ever. Mm, I like that. I do like a banging stereo in a car. One thing I really like about our Renault Scenic, if anything, is the stereo. I think it's great. 
Uh, the right-hand drive Corvette is on the way. Good news if you're in the market for a Corvette. There is actually interior. There is a picture of the interior, there we go, of the new Corvette. Is it the C8? And it looks really, really nice. So if you have ordered a Corvette, I don't know if you have, then don't worry about the interior because it will look great. The Tesla Roadster has been spied doing an insane acceleration while testing um, and apparently it's been tested against a Ferrari LaFerrari. Wow. I do like the Tesla Roadster. I think it's a stunning car. It's been very long awaited since the last one, which didn't do too well, especially on Top Gear. Anyway, this is the gorgeous 848 brake horsepower Aston Martin Victor. And if I'm honest, it's not my cup of tea. This is from the first thing I've seen. It's like a bit of a lower Mustang, I suppose. That's how I'd probably describe it. But it does have a manual gearbox. Hmm. And it is an Aston Martin. So maybe I do like it. I like it and I don't. That's complicated, isn't it? Anyway. Uh, Levick, or Levg, uh, expands global uh, distribution to Germany. Now, Levick, or Levg, Levick, L-E-V-C, it probably is. Um, they make electric taxis and electric vans. Uh, Johnny Smith, also known as Car Pervert on Fifth Gear and Beyond, Smith and Sniff podcast, wherever you know him. He did a review on his Car Pervert YouTube channel on the Levick, I think he did however you pronounce it. So it says here, the London-based taxi company, there we go, has appointed dealers in Berlin and Hamburg to um, provide sales for its newest TX cars. That's interesting, isn't it? Top top fact, by the way, this isn't Piston Podcast related at all. Why is a hamburger called a hamburger? I'll give you a few seconds. Incorrect. No, it's not because it has ham in it. No burger has ham in it. It's because it was made in Hamburg. It's a hamburger. That is clever, isn't it? And that's why a burger is called a burger, because the first burger was in Hamburg. Anyway, that is not piston-related at all, so we're going to swiftly move away. And the same about the taxi, it's not piston-related. But then again, I do like electric cars, so it's good. The Ram 1500 and HD Limited trucks will get night editions for 2021. So America's second favourite pickup truck will get new monochromatic design elements for 2021. This is all black. And wow! One thing I don't like about the Dodge Ram, though, is the rear wheel arch. It's ridiculous. It's wider than a bus, probably. So, yeah, it's interesting. Now, this has been going on for about a week now on Twitter, this uh, piece of news I'm about to talk about, and I've been excited to get back into my home studio, set it all up to talk about it. This is the Jeep uh, new concept called the Grand Wagoneer. Now, I've seen pictures, some of them have wooden sides, and I'm just going to say this now. It's another big car, and I'm not massive on big cars. A lot of them I really like, but some of them, are, they just don't do it for me. I'm more of a small car person. It's just me. Hmm. I've got some small car stories coming later on, so stay tuned for them. The 2021 Peugeot 3008 comes in dashing good looks and a 300 brake horsepower powertrain. They've also upgraded the interior and the proper the propriety proprietary i-cockpit system. There we are, I can't really say that, but oh well, we'll move on. So yeah, we're going to call it um, a day for car news until later on in the podcast because I want to do some piston discussion, if I may, because a lot of stuff has gone on uh, and I need to talk about it. So, ruffle up my papers. Um, now, I did, I left the podcast in series one saying that at the end of August... Uh, ish, I think it was the 22nd, we were going on holiday, a family holiday, to Newlyn in Penzance. And I also mentioned that 
we were going to change it up a bit. Possibly. I said possibly. And I said, normally we take our 1.5 uh, diesel, turbo, very brown Renault Scenic on our big trips. It's comfortable. It does the job quite well, apart from last year when the fuel pump went. But apart from that, it's always done a very, very good job. But this year, my dad must have been a bit drunk, because sometime in July, um, a joke by the way, he's not always drunk, he jokedly admitted that maybe we should take the panda on uh, the long journey. Now, I sort of laughed and then didn't think about it. So then the thought got to my head, and I was like, Hmm, I wonder if that's possible. So I did a bit of I did a bit of investigating with the car, seeing how much we, stuff we could fit in, and then we had a bit of a family row, um, as always. So then I popped the question to Twitter, saying which car should we bring, the Renault Scenic or the Fiat Panda 100 HP? And Twitter being Twitter, they voted for the Panda. They obviously want to see our misery. I appreciate that. So we went in the Panda, and now I'm going to tell you all about it, a bit of a recount of what happened. So obviously we bought some roof bars, fitted them, we had a roof rack already, so there was two bikes on the roof. Uh, I, f- I feel like some people don't know the extent of this journey, because the little Panda, tiny little car, if you're not familiar with the Fiat Panda, don't know why I wouldn't be, but if you're not, it's a small Italian car, very small but boxy. Um, it had to accommodate four people, a dog, two bicycles and a load of luggage, and that is a massive ask from Little Panda. Now, it is 100 HP, which means it's more powerful, and it has a sixth gear, a bit better for motorways. It doesn't change the fact it's a Fiat Panda, though, really, does it? So, it was going to be a big ask, nevertheless. But we gave it a go anyway, and long story short, it was fine. It was really good. So, we packed the car, and packing the car, we soon realised what a massive, massive ask we were putting on the car, and ourselves... Because we were loading the boot very systematically, you had to. No no space to be wasted in the back of a panda. Put the suitcase in with two suitcases, two large bags, a cool box, and just all sorts of junk, really. Lots of food, snacks, a bit of bedding, just all of the usual twaddle you bring on holiday, really. We packed all in the boot. It did fit in. The boot just about shut, which is just as well. Electronic boot release, not like beep, beep, it closes itself, because otherwise we would be in trouble. Uh, it's all 2007, so it, it just wouldn't be like that. But yeah, packed the boot, got ourselves in the car, bike on the roof, everything, bikes on the roof, multiple of them, two. Um, it's my Trek Alpha 1.2 racer, and my dad's Rally Gran Turismo 1965, went on nicely. But yeah, anyway, that's not the point. Put ourselves in the car, obviously there was uh, me and my mum in the front, my dad, who's six foot five, kindly opted to go in the back as usual because I say I have travel sickness when sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't, so I could go in the back. But I'm cruel. Uh, hopefully, my parents don't listen to this; otherwise, it could be the end of that. But yeah, they, my dad and my brother went in the back along with the dog Daisy, miniature Labradoodle. Thank God she's miniature; otherwise, we would have struggled. Um, she's car-sized, caravan-sized, as my granddad would say. But yeah, got ourselves in the car. We set off. We were very giggly, like, oh my word, what are we about to do? And really, I don't blame us, because it's just its a pretty wicked idea, to be honest. So we pressed on, and it was fine. After about an hour, we did have to stop, because me especially got a bit of achy legs, sat in the front, because I had to have some luggage by my feet, inevitable. So I had to have my feet in front of each other, which wasn't magnificent, but oh well. It meant we got to bring the panda, so win-win. So we stopped every now and then, made sure we make loads of stops, for the dog especially, uh, to go to the toilet or whatever, not the real toilet, you know, 
grass. There we go. And it was fine. It was about an eight-hour journey to do five hours, mostly because of the stops for Daisy, um, and also because of a tiny bit of traffic, although it wasn't too bad. So this journey was from Cheshire to Newlyn, so it was about 350 miles-ish. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't describe it as too wild. We sort of made it there really easily, in fact. So we made it to Cornwall, and it was at that moment when the panda really shone bright, because what you really want going around Cornwall in the car, when you do go around in a car, normally we walk, is a small car, a small, nippy car. Quite reliable as well. And the Panda is that. The Panda is reliable. I know it's an Italian car, but it manages to be the only Italian car to work, and it just sort of worked. The turning circle is not great, so getting out of the parking spot by our cottage, we had to do about a five-point turn. But oh well. Um, So... Yeah, we went razzing around. There's a place called Mousehole where it's really thin and tight, but the panda just went through it, no problem. Um, we went to Land's End. So at one point, the panda was the most southwestern panda of them all, in the UK anyway, which we made a good post for the panda Facebook group. Mm, that was good. Yeah, so then the week went by. We went go-karting, which, by the way, was fantastic, and I won. Uh, 250cc, I think. Very fast, to be honest. Nice carts. Coast-to-coast carting, just off St. Ives. Plug. But yeah, um, journey home was a bit more interesting, I would say, because the traffic was a bit more mayhem, because it was bank holiday at that point, 29th of August. Um, And we left about 10 o'clock, so we sort of got in the middle of the traffic. Um, We're just lucky we weren't heading to Cornwall at the time, because that would have been so bad. Um, Last year, on the way home, it took us 12 hours. This time it took about 10 or 11, so a bit better. We made more stops because we started to feel the achy legs a bit more, unfortunately. But the little panda, it was fine. It was, obviously, it would, you'd think it would struggle, obviously, because it's a boxy car, slap some roof bars on top, slap two bikes on it, fully loaded in really heavy winds. It was really quite stormy all week. But the panda was fine, really. It was averaging about 37 mpg, which is all right. In non-windy conditions, um, it'd probably do mid-40s. And if you're doing really economical driving, you'd probably get about 49, 50. Uh, if you get the diesel 1.3 multi-J, it would have been about 80. But we didn't get the diesel, we got the 100 HP, because we're maniacs and exciting. Um, but yeah, the journey was all right, really. If you want to read what the journey was like, I've written a Drive Tribe article. So head over to my social media, at DanielCarzo5 either Instagram or Twitter, it'll be there, or even Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook for this sort of stuff. Uh, And the link to the article will be there, it's called Driving 800 Miles in a Full Fiat Panda 100HP. And it's been up for not a long time now, I can probably get the article up in front of me. Uh, And it's got quite a positive response on Facebook, on the Panda Group, and a bit on Twitter. It's always really nice, really, writing these articles and getting the recognition. Um, But yeah, I've got it here. The subtitle is, In August, my family and I went for a relaxing week away in the sun, but we decided to change it up a little. It's been up for an hour and it's got hundreds of readers already. Hasn't been promoted yet, but I've guaranteed it will be, hopefully. But yeah, have a read of that. It'll be in my Instagram bio and on my Twitter somewhere, so have a scroll, please. That's very much appreciated. Anyway, moving on from that, because... Today I've been very busy. Today is the 6th of September, um, and when the podcast comes out, it'll be the 7th. Um, Monday the 7th, actually, just before I talk about what I was going to talk about. This podcast, 
some of you might get confused now, used to be released, Series 1, on a Sunday. And that was during lockdown when I had loads of time to record it. Normally I recorded it on a Friday. But obviously school started last Friday, and it's, as far as we know, going ahead now every day, apart from Saturday and Sunday, obviously. Which means that if it was still going to be released on a Sunday, Saturday realistically would be the only day I could record. And if I couldn't record on that Saturday for whatever reason, I'd be stuffed and I'd let myself down a bit. So I've changed the release date to Monday, which gives me time to, you know, think about this podcast and give it my all, really, because that's what I want to do with the stuff I do. Give it my all and try and improve it myself, because I've always been that type of person. So this podcast is out every single Monday now, uh, competing with Richard Porter and Johnny Smith, funnily enough. Um, I wonder who will win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere, so that's good. Anyway, that's not what, not what I was talking about, because today it was Sunday, I was very productive. In the morning I had a bit of a relax, had some people around, uh, that was nice. But then in the afternoon, um, my parents went to football training, I was left alone with the panda. And this sounds really dodgy now, but I, I can assure you it's not going to be, so don't tune out or anything. So I decided to do a bit of YouTubing, because you may know... Um, the YouTuber Joe Miller, also known as uh, Miller Corner, he's got a Fiat Seicento Sporting called the yellow, the little yellow nugget, I think he calls it. Um, and he does a lot of Italian cars and stuff. And he does every now and then a virtual car show where he asks people to send in around two minute videos of their car and he will feature it in the video. Well, today I recorded one on the Panda, quite good, quite proud for two minutes. Tried not to ramble, which is very difficult for me. Explains why I have a podcast with no music in it. But, um, yeah, recorded that, and then afterwards I was feeling quite positive and quite, you know, I did that well. Well done, Daniel. So I recorded a big, long YouTube video on the Panda, about 15, 16 minutes. Um, and by the time the podcast is out, the YouTube video won't be out, um, so you would have got a sneak peek to what the YouTube video will be. But if you keep an eye on my social media and on the YouTube channel, Daniel Actor House, it's called, then it'll be out soon, and it's about the Panda, and it's lengthy, it's high quality in 4K, and yeah, very proud of it, to be honest. Uh, my microphone packed in, but I managed to get around it. Um, so yeah, that'll be out soon. And yeah, I'd appreciate a watch, because um, the videos have been doing quite well, especially the Totiaris review, the intro did well, and so did the motorbike racing Alton Park. That was interesting. I've got something to say about the Alton Park racing, actually, because I found out when we came home from that, a few about a month ago now, actually, it's quite crazy, that one of the riders was a... A uh, 14-year-old girl, I think, or 15-year-old girl. And I was just thinking, 14, 15, on a probably superbike, racing around Alton Park in a club, doing hundreds of miles per hour. That is amazing. So, uh, really, round of applause. I'm not going to because it'll sound horrendous through the mic. But, yeah, that is pretty impressive. And I was shocked when I heard that. So, well done. Uh, I've forgotten her name now. Katie? Yes, Katie. Well done, Katie. You won't be listening, but well done anyway. Um, now, a lot more YouTube content will be coming on my channel in the future. So that is exciting. Um, Daniel Lactarius, obviously. Um, so yeah, that is exciting. Also today, I wrote an article. I wrote the article, obviously, on the Panda right, uh, driving 800 miles. So I did a bit of a tweet. I said, uh, today I've... Uh, filmed a YouTube video, recorded a podcast, and written an article, probably my most productive week to date. Pro- productive day, sorry, not week. And it is. I've worked so hard today, so 
hopefully it's worth it because uh, I'm going to be shattered by the end of it and I've got school tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that swiftly because I think this podcast is quite long already. It's about 20 minutes. Uh, recently, I've fallen in love with the Daewoo Matiz. That's a piece of news. I don't know why. People have been criticising me on social media and some have been agreeing, which doesn't really help my urge to buy one. Now, the Daewoo Matiz um, was designed by Jajiro, um as... Uh, the Fiat 500 replacement. I think it's meant to be the Cinquecento or the Seicento. But Fiat uh, rejected it, funnily enough. Now, Jajiro designed the McLaren F1, I think, for F40. He's very well known. But he designed the Daewoo Matiz, and it was quite unusual. I'll describe it as that, but I like it. Fiat didn't want it. Um, it was offered to Renault's a new Twingo. They didn't want it. But then Daewoo, over in Korea, said, I love it, in Korean. So, the Daewoo Matiz was born. Now, the Chevrolet Matiz is probably more well-known, but the Daewoo's better, in my opinion. 0.8 litre, three-cylinder engine, 50 horsepower, 0.60 in about a year. But I really like the Matiz. I think it's gorgeous-looking, um, which is unusual, because a lot of people hate it, but I'm weird like that. So, yeah, it doesn't really help that they're so cheap as well. You can pick up a decent one for about 300 quid, and I'm quite tempted once I've paid off my phone contract. So... If anybody could please ring me up or something, give me a bit of reassurance not to buy a Daewoo Matiz, and that would probably help, because I can, seeing it, I can see it being a bit of a financial disaster in a way, which is not so good. But, oh well. Let's move on. Next weekend, um, I have a driving experience booked. It's a supercar driving experience. Very excited. Although I'm not driving any supercars. I'm driving a Jaguar F-Type, which is a sports car, isn't it really? Um, a Dodge Challenger SRT, very excited, and very excited for this as well, Chevrolet Camaro. Now, I might film a YouTube video, I might not, um, but I won't even be able to talk about it on the podcast for a while, because next week on the podcast, next Monday for episode two, uh, we've got a uh, journalist on the show, excited for that, and episode three, we have a journalist again, there's a lot of journalists and a lot of guests so, fingers crossed, episode four, I'll be able to talk about how the driving experience was, review the cars maybe over time, and yeah, that'll be very, very good. But anyway, I think that is just about the Piston discussion done, and it's only taken about 13 minutes. So, let's get on with the Piston podcast pick of the week, um, which this week is the Honda Civic Type R. Now, it's a lovely, lovely car. Um, I really like the look of it. People think it's too Japanese and... They don't like the styling. My friend Matt, who's been on the show twice, says they didn't know when to stop styling it. Um, but I think it's great. Uh, you can pick one up for around thirty-two grand, although it's going to be more than that, let's face it. It comes with a two-litre, four-cylinder turbo petrol engine, producing 310 horsepower, and that powers the front wheels. It comes with a six-speed manual gearbox, as it should do. Torque is between 180 and 400 newton metres. MPG average claimed... 33 mpg, but you're probably not going to get that, let's be frank. 0-60, to 60, this is impressive for a Honda hatchback. 5.5 seconds. Top speed, I know this off by heart because he used to be a massive Civic fan. 168 miles per hour. It weighs between 1,200 kilos and 1,300 kilos, just over there actually. Um, so, it's relatively light. Not as light as a Panda though, so I suppose that's a downfall. Bad mark for Honda. Uh, CO2 emissions, 192 grams per kilometre. It's a very important topic, that in today's society. 
four-door and a four-seater. Rivals consist of the Audi RS3, the Renault Megane RS, and more hot hatches on sale. Pros and cons. Pros is JDM. It looks great, and it handles really well from what I've seen. Cons, stiff suspension, which might annoy people. Uh, it's difficult for daily use. I just think people just look at you a bit funny. Like You couldn't turn up to a funeral in a Civic Type R. I actually got overtaken by one yesterday, last night, which gave me the idea to review it. And it had a custom exhaust on it, about three exhausts. And, oh my word, it was loud. Very deafening. I was on my bike. But I love it. I screamed like a kid. Uh, but yeah, another con is it's a four-seater. As I mentioned, they could have fit a fifth seat in, really. It's a it's quite a decent-sized car, so they could have fit in to make it a bit more practical. If the Civic Type part isn't for you, uh, then a top ten list of hot hatches I'm going to read out now for you, courtesy of Autocar. Um, so yeah, at number 10 is the Audi RS3 Sportback. At number 9 is the Mercedes AMG A35 Formatic Plus, long name. At number 8 is the Hyundai i30N. At number 7 is the Mini Clubman JCW. At number 6 is the Renault Megane RS280 and 300 Trophy RS. At number 5 is the Volkswagen Golf GTI and TCR. Never heard of the TCR, actually, until today. It's weird. At number 4 is the BMW M135i X-Drive. At number 3 is the Ford Focus ST. Weirdly, I thought it had been an RS. At number 2 is the Mercedes-AMG A45S. And at number 1, there's a very important one that's been missed. It's the Honda Civic Type R. Which means I'm obviously not wrong when I say I like it. I'm just going to give it a 5-star rating, Piston Podcast rating, out of 5. Because it's just jaw-dropping. Whenever I see one, I'm like, wow. Because I was actually in the car the other day. Me and my dad saw a Civic. It was a standard Civic. And my dad said, oh, that's a sporty one, is it? That's the Type R. And I said, you know what? No, that's a standard one. That just proves how good they look standard as well. They look fast. Probably not, um, compared to other cars. But they look sporty for a standard car. So the Type R is just even more mental. Now, if you're looking for a good road to take your Civic Type R, which I hope you've ordered after this magnificent review, very quick, because I have to rush now, then um, the My Way or Highway this week, the return, My Way or Highway, is the Ring Road in Iceland. Now, it goes around the whole island of Iceland, not the shop. It's 828 miles long, and it goes past volcanoes, waterfalls, lovely springs, etc., it's beautiful. Have a look at the picture. Ring Road in Iceland. Because it's stunning. It really, 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 really is jaw-dropping. So yeah, that's pretty much all of the segments done in about 27 minutes. I'll try and drag it on a bit to 30 minutes to solve my... Um, solve my... Um, what do you call it? Solve my urges. There we go. So yeah, I hope you have enjoyed the first episode of the Piston Podcast. Series two already. If I say series one, I apologise. I'm just I'm just used to saying that. It's been exciting. Three weeks has never felt so long. Um, but yeah, series two hopefully um, will be going on until the end of the year. It won't be twenty episodes, I don't think. Like series one, unfortunately, it's going to mess with your brain. I'm going to run series two, I think, up to the end of the year, just before Christmas. Uh, might do a Christmas special. Who knows? It's exciting. And then I'll start Series 3, hopefully. I'm not going to promise it, but hopefully. Uh, series 3 at the start of 2021, which will be the Piston Podcast's one-year anniversary. In fact, Christmas Eve is the one-year anniversary. 
there's, there's nearly been a year of the Piston podcast. Where has that gone? Because I did radio since 2016 until 2019, and then moved on to podcasting, which I love as equally. Um, God, it's been a year nearly. That is mental. I, I didn't realise, actually. I'm going to end this podcast and fantasise over how it's been a year. Incredible. Really incredible. Anyway, I hope you're all staying safe at home in lockdown. I know it's easing now quite a lot. Schools are back. I'm back to school, which means I've got less time, unfortunately, for stuff like this. But I am trying my best to still fit everything in as usual. Um, if not, then I will apologise on social media. Maybe do a quick apology recording. But hopefully that it won't come to that at all because it's released on a Monday now. Um, so fingers crossed it'll be good. And in a few weeks, actually, I, meant I might be going to Superbikes at Alton Park. Back to Alton Park. See, Superbikes. I'm very excited. Uh, one thing I'd like to do on this podcast is review some motorbikes, because I do love motorbikes now, something I never used to. Um, but I just, I'm obsessed with them now. Very, very obsessed. After going to Triumph a few weeks back and going on my granddad's Bonneville America. I just really like him. Really good. Anyway, follow me on social media at DanielCozo5. Don't forget to check out my new article on Daniel Stripe on drivetribe.com. And yeah, we will see you, or I will see you rather, next week for episode two, joined by special guest. I'm not going to say his name. You'll have to wait and see until, um, yeah, until next week. Stay safe. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And I will see you soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.